Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Dan. Hey, Pagan. Did you know that you can support the Reflare podcast? What? You can do that? But how? Oh, Dan, it's easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash the Reflare podcast forward slash support, or click the link in the show notes to support from as little as $1 a month. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm going to go right now. Welcome to the Replayer Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where we discuss what went down on the Retro Replay YouTube channel, and then we venture off onto our own many, many tangents. I am Pagan, your host for this week's episode, and joining me today are my ever-talented co-host, Dan Mars. What's up, everybody? Hey, and our fantastic residential guest, Mr. Greg Bergner. Why, hello, everyone. Nice to hear from everybody. What does that even mean? Nice to, ha- <laughs> yeah, nice to have you back, Greg. How are you? Oh, I am just swell. Thank you for asking. It's How are you all welcome. doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it has been a while, Dan. So what have you been up to, Greg? How, how have you been? You been watching the show? Uh, yes, I've still kept up to with current events. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of gaming, but unfortunately I've been sick for the last few weeks and I still am sort of sick, but I am on the more of the recovery. And so it's just, it's just, a, it's just a cough that I have left, but it, it's getting better. So I can't That's complain. Good. And like for the sake of flow, you said you were busy gaming. Like what are you, what are you playing right now? Um, well, I was playing a game on PSP. Oh, do you want me to actually list all of them? Uh, if everyone has time. No. Um, uh, no, uh, I've I've just been, I have a list of games I've been playing. So since I've been sick, I've been kind of to mm-hmm. myself. Um, and like I said, just keeping up with current stuff. And okay. I've also been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Because I uh-huh. got that a couple, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm, I'm severely addicted and I need help. Damn. I have not yet played this. This is going to be my first... Like stream after Layers of Fear, which will be my Red Dead to play. So you are um, gonna do Red Dead. I think so. I think so. I was gonna do The Witcher, and now I'm really torn between The Witcher and Red Dead. See, the thing is, I have played Red Dead. Like I played the first Red Dead, so I'm like, well, maybe it's more of a natural progression for me to play Red Dead too. Yeah, I, I I've been mainly playing the online. The online is addicting enough um i haven't really started the story i'm probably gonna wait to do the story down the road but a lot Mm -hmm. of people have red dead so i've just been playing online with a bunch of people and and sarah my wonderful partner so yeah shout out to sarah we've been playing as bonnie and clyde it's it's fun it's awesome yeah kind of the best person i think like (laughs) yeah I again, I'm not very good at online playing. I'm not. A, I'm not a big online player. I've played online twice now, with uh, no. I've played online three times, possibly one in Borderlands Three, 
um, the other for Uncharted with yourself, Dan, and then we we played uh, another Borderlands before. We played Borderlands three before, which is me and you. So it's like I, I don't know. I am interested to see what this offers me. This Red Dead two era offers me, but you don't need to play any of the story or whatever to play online. Like you could just play. It's its own standalone thing. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the the online part. Has nothing to do with this. It's like it's basically a second game in a way. Pretty much. Okay. You just kind of yeah. make your own cowboy, and they just kind of throw you into the game world, and here you go. Have fun. Yeah. Wait, you can make your own cowboy. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. We got customization. You can buy when you make money. You can buy like new outfits and guns and weapons. It's it's a, it's a lot of progression based. It's a little bit of grinding, but it's fun. Damn, this sounds so good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Like throwing it back to last week's episode on the Bassmasters 2000, uh, Troy had said that he was just just fishing in Red Dead. Is that mm-hmm. is that Red Dead Two he's talking about? You yes. just yep. go fishing. Yes. Oh yeah. It's very relaxing and fun. Just to, like like simple stuff like hunting animal. Like you're gonna invest a lot of a lot of hours into Red Dead Two, especially the online. Um, but the simple mechanics like riding your horse hunting like all of it's very fun and relaxing you can literally get on and just do that for a whole day and it feels like <laughs> it's it's worth like you didn't feel like you wasted any time playing the story yeah. mode i probably spent more time looking after my horse than i did much else see i've i got I've really seen invested in somebody, my horse yeah i think i've seen somebody like pet their horse and like mm-hmm. become like really well attached to it and i'm like damn i i want a horse now um that's that's one of my nerves though about streaming is that like am i going to be streaming this and people are going to be absolutely bored off their rocker because I'll be probably just petting my horse <laughs> or like going around in circles. Like, is this a watchable game? Like, do you guys watch anything on Twitch that, that have streamers that, that play these kind of, kind of games? I mean, you can literally watch anything on Twitch and whatnot. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah <laughs> so watches true. a specific person. They're not on Twitch, but they're on YouTube and she's okay. watched them for quite a while, but they, the person has been mainly playing red dead as like their, um, current title because they're they did one honorable playthrough like in the story mode so they're working on the dishonorable playthrough i guess i don't know if uh, okay so but he's he's playing he, he 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 puts a lot of time and effort to show off like every single thing that you can do in the game and collect and okay. whatnot so yeah she, she it, it you can get into it for sure okay all right well i mean damn um <laughs> other than red dead 2 anything else you're playing um I did play a little bit of Mad Max, which I would recommend to anybody if you haven't played any of of the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games, um, Mm -hmm. because it's made by the same people, and uh, it's it's basically a giant open world to do stuff, so that's a good way to, if you, because I know that both those games have a lot to do, so that's like a good little warm-up. Mad Max was developed by Avalanche. I'm sorry, that's correct. The publisher was the same. It was Warner Brothers. That's my fault oh, that is correct okay. that's why I'm, when i i immediately when i see someone's name on a box or something <laughs> i immediately assume that's the developer and it's not a lot of times I gotcha. it's the yeah. publisher that's well, for me fault. it was like when they announced mad max and they were like made by avalanche studios i'm like oh those are the people who make just cause and that was my first link that yeah. this is a game from the people who made just cause that's to be the, what's this cause Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole to go down oh yeah. sorry <laughs> no. Just Cause no, just is cause a it. ridiculously fun open world. You just blow the shit out of everything kind of game. It's a very big destruction type game. It's sandbox. It's mm-hmm. fun. Is it like? Is it literally as it says on the tin? Like as it says in the title? Like just cause? Like as in? Is it 
It like, is just just because, or it's like, not how just it because. It's like a it's a just cause in just what you're cause. doing. Your oh, actions okay, are okay, a okay. just cause. Yeah, oh. you're, you're always trying to overthrow like a regime, um, dem- or a government. Uh, yeah, some sort of oh, government. Okay. some sort of uh, it dictator. Sounded, it sounded like an open world where you just blow up stuff just because. <laughs> you could it could be a double entendre in that sense. Like you're just blowing shit up just because. Yeah, it it works both ways, and it really does. There's currently four games in the series, and the first one came out um, back in, like, what, 2005? I think Somewhere so. Before. It was a PS2 Xbox original game. It, it was that era, yeah. And then Just Cause 2 came out, and then 3, and then 4. 4 isn't doing too hot. Um, they took away, I think, a lot of things from what I read, but it, it's still, they're still really fun games. Mm-hmm. So, um, How did we get onto this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's my fault. Just cause? I, I, I mentioned Red Dead and, and then Mad Max. Okay. It's yeah. my fault. I started this tangent. My fault. I my, um Adam has been playing Mad Max and it that looks like a great game. It is like it, it really does look like a very good game. There's to get a into. lot to do in the wasteland. It's a huge mm-hmm. desert wasteland, just like in the movies, and it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's not funny that this is now the fourth episode that we've talked about Mad Max the game. Is it? Oh God! I've Jesus. brought it up multiple times it's, on the show. It's a running theme. <laughs> we just put Mad Max in somewhere now. Like it's a, also a, a four-year-old game now at this point. I mean, if yeah. we could, if we could run that in as a gimmick, like every episode, just link in something yeah. somewhere. We'll link in with Mad Max. Let's just tie it in somewhere. We have <laughs> like, also talked about layers of fear, back to back, episode have. after episode. We have layers of fear is a good game. It's just such a great freaking game and mr freaking morris over here clears it in like three hours where pagan took six six hour streams to get through it <laughs> what'd you call me morris mr mr fucking morris mr morris mr morris can you not pronounce the i in my name Ed morris maurice morris god <laughs> stop taking the mic out of my accent you're so making fun of it just wondering. <laughs> um, no, but that, that that's a great game. That is no, a it is. game. It I, was fun. I'm interested now to see the time. second one. I had a great time yeah. blasting through it in three hours. Oh, whatever. I think All that's right. bragging. Just like he said that. What was yeah, the game humble. we talked about that wasn't hard? That he said he would we, he should go back to to see. If, oh, is it was it Lion King? Oh, was yeah. it Lion King? Maybe Lion King. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mr. Humble brag oh. over. I can do anything. I didn't say it now. I just said then when I was a kid. I it was easy. Yeah, your 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 skill level was much higher when you were a kid because you went back and played oh, I don't it. Doubt and it. You found out that it was easy. Well, games have gotten crap. easier. Games have made us lazy now with like checkpoints and auto saves. I agree. I'm still. I actually do those. agree. Regenerating yeah. so health. I uh yeah, I've been playing also to add one more, and then we could hopefully get off this to start the episode. Um, <laughs> uh, What's going to happen, everybody? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Red faction doesn't have checkpoints or save. You have to hard save every time you get somewhere mm-hmm. because it doesn't have any checkpoints, and I forgot to do that a couple times, and it sent me all the way back. I never played Red Faction. What is it? It's it. Uh... Didn't we talk about this last episode? Did we? With with. When I don't was know. On, I'm US? kind of blonde, so maybe it maybe just didn't uh, kind register. Of <laughs> kind of blonde. First person shooter to a third person. It's a it's a sci-fi action type eh. game, and you're like a miner in mines, and then sometimes above mines, and it takes place on Mars. It's like, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a, hence the red faction is because it's Mars, the red planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So, 
it's I would I would recommend that that series too. It's really fun. There's only like four games, technically five if you count Battlegrounds, but four main games. I mean, I will have a look. Put on your sure. list, pagan. Put on the pagan list. There you go. All right, I will put it on my list of games to play, among many other billions of games that I need to get into right now. Um, but yeah, so if we are all nice and comfortable and we are all settled in, let's move on to the. What? Many of our avid listeners would know, but for those who don't know, Retro Replay is a YouTube channel hosted by Troy Baker and Nola North and produced by Red Bear Films. Trip back in time where they play some of the retro games of yesteryear, and we're here to rewind and discuss the content of their most recent episodes as well as venture on our many tangents as we just did. Um, so this week we are back with two episodes a week. Thank God, Monday episodes are back. Thank you. Thank you, Retro Replay Gods. Um, let's go ahead and start with the first dry. show. That, yeah. It, what, do you know what? Like, Mondays really suck <laughs> without Retro Replay. I'm not going to lie. Because you're coming off the weekend and you got the Monday blues at work and you're like, oh, this is such a crap day. And it's always seemingly busy. And then you'll, you get the odd day where it just drags by. Retro Replay is something good to look forward to now. And like we said before on the episodes is that, like, the Monday episode is really the only episode – that they release at a time that's suitable for me because they release it at 12 o'clock noon um, in California. But obviously that is eight o'clock here in, in Ireland. So it works really well for me. Mm. I can actually sit down and watch it. And so for you, it's, like, chat. it's actually like a primetime show for you. It's a primetime show for me, which is your Thursday because your Thursday nights are coming in at what, seven or eight o'clock yourself. Yep. So. Seven. Yeah, so it's it's so convenient because, I mean, like, this this week's episode, this week's upload of their retro replay show when they're um, playing The Matrix, they um, they have it on at... Live chat starts at half past 11 my time, and they go live at 12, and I just, I couldn't stay awake. I was on anti-nausea tablets, and they knocked me clean out. Uh, I took my nausea tablet at 9, and by half 10, I was like, by 11 o'clock, I was like, right, I'm going to set my alarm to go on the live chat and watch Retro Replay Live, and I just couldn't. I stepped straight through it. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, on if they only have a Thursday show, it doesn't have a good time for me when you don't it's get a your Monday fix. show. Yeah, exactly. I don't get the, Well, I could. I could stay up, but then I'm up until 1 o'clock in the morning, and I have to get up at 5 to go to work, like to get up and go to work. So it's inconvenient. But Mondays are back and we can all just breathe a sigh of relief and sing our hallelujahs because thank God they're back. And they started this week with um, Nolan enjoying uh, VR for the first time. They put the uh, PlayStation VR and they started with VR Worlds where they did the Ocean Descent first, um, which is literally just where the character delves into the depths of the ocean and observes different marine wildlife, um, which is a really great way to start your playstation vr experience i don't know how you guys started but that's exactly how i started we went to uh one of the uh, local sort of electric shops or whatever you're calling them i don't know it sells everything like cookers and fridges and everything like that and they had playstation vr on demo we call it best buy here in america i was just gonna say the best thing i could think of is best buy to equivalent to that yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that. So they, they just sold, sold everything. They sell a lot of like kitchen supplies and like uh, dishwashers and washing machines and dryers and stuff. But they also had the PlayStation VR because they do have a TV section and they did their uh, VR, PlayStation VR Worlds. Is that right? Um, for yeah, so. Ocean Descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were really just giving the Ocean Descent as a, as a demo and that was in 
incredible. I don't think it was quite as long. I think they cut it short in the shop. I don't know if they could do that or if they had a, a demo version from PlayStation that would only last a certain amount. Um, but yeah, oh my God, incredible, incredible. And what a great way to start as well, because that's how I started. So I really like, really enjoyed watching him play that actually. So you were able to connect with that episode because you've experienced oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we got it here, when I bought it for Adam's, uh, for Christmas present, we, we brought it in and we played PlayStation VR Worlds. And that was the first one we, we started with was Ocean Descent. And it's really great. Like we've said this before in other episodes where you're, when you give uh, PlayStation VR to like uh, someone who doesn't play games at all, like my dad or your mom or anything like that, like we, we popped everybody down at Christmas and we popped the head, headset on and we just did the Ocean Descent. And it was the full game, the same way that it played out in the episode. And it was just fantastic. The reactions were just amazing. Because um, people are literally like Nolan, trying to reach out and touch stuff. And it's it's incredible. So I really enjoyed watching that section. And it's also probably the funniest episode I've seen from them in a while. You had a good time with uh, Nolan almost poking Troy in the crotch a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, they were also played I Expect You to Die which is a virtual reality action game developed and published by Shell Games and released in late 2016 for PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows. In the game, the player assumes the role of a James Bond-esque spy and is asked is tasked to complete levels. Um, but obviously, all of them are, like, <laughs> triggered with some sort of laser beam or something to kill you. Has anybody of you played that game? I don't I... have PSVR myself. I so. don't either. I have, I have the HTC Vive. I, okay. I don't know if it's available, but after watching it, I may consider, I, I will have to look on Steam, but I haven't played. I actually wanted to get, I'm starting to consider, not now, but like maybe down the road, get a PSVR because it looks like there's a lot more heavy hitter titles versus the Vive. Like there's some good stuff on Vive too, but I feel like because it's a, it's their specific VR, they want to put the best experiences on there as possible. And the mm-hmm. one that stuck out was the um, was the one that he first played. Um, and the fact that the shark looks like you're actually in a thing with a shark is it's like, it's almost like jaws, but yeah. more intense, obviously. Cause that shark does not let up. No, no, it does not. So what kind of impressions yeah. I'll have to hopefully down. I'll have to check and see if those are on there, but mm-hmm. I do want to try those out for sure. Cause I do have a VR headset. Yeah, I, I have no experience yeah. with it. Like I said, I, I don't have any VR, and I haven't even been able okay. to try the uh, the demo in the store like you have. I've been looking at getting a PlayStation VR for a while. It's just it's on the bottom of mm-hmm. my to-do list at the moment. As I much think as I'd they, like they, to. They didn't, they didn't drop price or anything like that either, so they're they're still kind of hefty in price-wise. It's still a bit pricey, yeah. Like It's not like it's, it's like ridiculous, but... I mean, for what it is and everything, I mean, I would like to see maybe like one day a sale go on. Even if it's like $50 off, I think that's yeah. better than paying $250, almost $300, depending because that plus games. I don't know how much the games are nowadays, but I think they originally yeah. were like, a lot of them were like $20 a pop, but a lot of them like that one were like demos more than yeah. an actual game. Yeah, I think like we have Rush of Blood, which is the game that I bought for it, and that was about 20 euro. Yeah, and what a great game that VR headset is worth it just for that game just go get it if you like Until Dawn then just get it have you played um, Arkham VR um Arkham VR I presume so is that the is, that's just Batman one 
Yeah, it's the Batman one. Yeah, I presume there's only one. But then, yes, yes, I have. And that is a great game as well. Because That's, it's a very yeah. detective-centered game. It feels um, like Batman. It's I got it, it to. I would say that's that's the best. Is is to me that's the best experience to have. Mm-hmm. Is the Batman Arkham VR. Oh, absolutely! That's it one was of the it. better titles. Yes, I agree. It's it was very um like I said, very detective orientated. Like you're going through a lot of details and clues. And if you've ever played um. If you've ever played Detroit, Become Human, and they sort of uh, map out what they're going to do in their head, if that makes sense. So, like, you can see a visual interpretation of of what they're going to do next. And then if, um, if they're at a crime scene, like, they're looking at the timeline of the crime scene and they see, like, a digitally improved, I don't know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they, they see it. They see it in front of them and you can rewind, you can fast forward. And that was the same in Batman VR um, or in Arkham VR. Um, that was the same in that. And that was really good i really enjoyed that um yeah i think i expect you to die sorry that i don't a have very... a lot to say because i have no vr experience we'll move on swiftly don't worry don't worry um <laughs> I, <laughs> I i haven't played the i expect you to die however it did kind of seem a little bit like london heist but i, I think london heist really is good. better yeah it did. i have too the, the well i don't know if it's a like it's not a full game or anything. It's just the the demo on the VR worlds that I have. I don't know if it was made into a full game. Maybe I don't know. Um, but damn, that was that's great. That's a re- that's a really good piece of um, game making right there. That was it was really really good. I like that. Um, but as we were talking earlier about, or we touched on earlier about um, their second episode, which comes out on the Thursday, which is the ideal time for y'all, but not for me. And um, they did manage to touch on oh actually before i move on everyone everyone's cool with vr we're, we're all good with yeah yeah mean? cool um and actually i i did want to <laughs> i did want to bring this up because it was while he was playing the uh the ocean descent I'm pretty sure it was while he was playing ocean descent that uh nolan had first smelled smoke mm. oh I yeah was laughing my ass <laughs> off for anybody who doesn't know they released on twitter um a while ago that while they were filming they started to smell smoke, and they realized a bulb had burned through their set. Um, but it was We've only until it on like the show before too. Yeah, and it was it was only because like it was only after it actually burnt a hole through did they realize their set was pretty much on fire. But they were smelling smoke, and when you see the Twitter video, like it's so funny because Troy Troy was like, "Oh, we've been smelling smoke for a while, and we just kept playing." that's going to be hilarious if they actually filmed that and when nolan started and he was like does anybody else smell smoke and troy was like no that's just you you're having a stroke i died laughing i swear it was the funniest episode i've ever seen because i knew it was coming then and it was always uh, like nolan was like no seriously there's a smell of smoke does anybody smell it and troy's like no it's just you yeah, it helped yeah. that we all kind of had a heads up to the fact that that was happening. And like, so yeah. as soon as Nolan says, "Does somebody sell smoke or smell smoke?" We were just like, "Oh, this is it. This is the time." <laughs> and they set the studio <laughs> on fire. Yeah. yeah. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> I I just thought it was it was hilarious. I thought the way they they did it was very funny, and it made for one of the best bits of entertainment. That they gave us on the retro replay. It was pretty good. And the whole time I was waiting, yeah. I'm like, it's gonna come. It's it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna cut away, and then it's gonna be, oh, the studio's on fire. And sure enough, after a yeah. few minutes, we got that little cut away. 
which is great like a really good editing as well and i'm glad that they took footage while their studio was pretty much burning although it was, it was pretty funny but glad that it wasn't a bigger fire than it than it should have been or you know glad that it wasn't as big a disaster that it that it could have been but uh yeah moving on from the the vr they did a second episode this week which i am so happy about because in the second episode this week on thursday they tackled enter the matrix a game i never really expected them to play uh but we have spoken about this before on the podcast so i'm super (laughs) yeah i'm so excited that they did i could i like uh, it's like a freaking dream like we were talking about the lion king a week before they released their lion king episode and then we were just talking about um about the the enter the matrix but probably maybe two episodes ago i think and now they've they've done a a version of it and i'm like oh my god that is so class like this is amazing. I did not expect them to play this game. <laughs> Thank you. But obviously it is coming off the back of the recent announcement because we all know that they make their their videos a month or so in advance and then they start like uploading them. And because um, Keanu Reeves, Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss and Lana Wachowski came back and said that they're going to make a fourth film on that announcement, I was like, holy <laughs> balls. Like it was class. And then... They, then they did enter the matrix and i just oh couldn't hold the excitement yeah <laughs> couldn't hold seem- the excitement but i did fall asleep it seems like this has happened a couple of times on the show now too where we talk about something one week and then it actually happens the next that's crazy yeah it's like oh man we're like we fortune are, tellers like travelers or something yeah we're psychic maybe they're listening to the show <laughs> didn't you actually say enter the matrix for your what you want them to play if we went back to, I think, the first episode? I think it was the first or second episode we were talking about it. And then I think it was something like, what would you like them to play on? Or PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2? Like, what game were you looking for that? And I said, PlayStation 2, Enter the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know. How convenient. Which is why I'm saying, like, maybe they listen. <laughs> maybe they're actually listening to these episodes. <laughs> and they're not telling us. They have not Sorry, said no, anything yet. Stop stealing our ideas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, they have not said anything yet, but maybe they will one day. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get them on the show one day, which would be really good. That would be the dream. They're listening to the us dream? like Microsoft employees are listening to us through the Connect. Yeah, that's it. At that all times. It. Yep. Let's not let's not start that, though, because, Greg, I swear to God, my phone listens to me. I was I say, I'm pretty sure there's God. other things listening to us besides the Microsoft Connect, especially when those are all in the garbage nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just, true. It's just as your Google Home and your Amazon Alexa sitting next to you, and what was that, Greg Bergner? What did you say? <laughs> have a good. That is no joke, Dan. I have, landing? I have one sitting next to me. I have I Google Home yeah. next to me right now. <gasps> how did you know? <laughs> I don't have the Echo. Yeah, how did you know, Dan? How did you know it was sitting next to me? Oh! Feeling when Dan is the super. Creator. I work for Google. Yeah, <laughs> Dan secretly works for Google and for Retro Replay. He's been feeding them tips on the side. <laughs> He's been like, "By the way, guys, if we're going to discuss this now." Yeah, yep. can you imagine? He said, um, "Podcasting to everybody." I wanted to say how excited I was because, if nothing else, I was just loving all of Troy's nerdiness and geeking out over the Matrix because I myself am a huge Matrix fan and the mm-hmm. whole time I was sitting there like hanging off of every word that Troy was saying about the movies and I'm like yes yeah. yes Troy and I'm yeah. like all the whole time I was just I was getting slapped in the face with the reality of man 
I haven't watched those movies in a long time. I've been so disconnected from it, but I understand and I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, myself and um, Wayne Talbot were actually talking about this, and um, shout out to Wayne. Hi, um, we will we'll, we'll bring him on the podcast in, in, yes. in the future. But um, we were having a chat about this, that we actually yearly watch The Matrix. Now, it's not like a yearly tradition or anything that we watch The Matrix, but it does so happen that Adam and I will go back to the Matrix uh, trilogy every so often. We'll go back to the Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. the Matrix. It's and one of those movies. Big, yeah, it's just those two big franchises that we just want to go back and, and watch again. Because you always get something new from something, it, like watching it again and again. And it's it's just great. And then the more you look into it, like I didn't know Aaliyah was oh, going yeah. to be Niobe. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. In a totally different dynamic. Um, same. But a uh, quick note on the actual game itself: it's an action adventure game developed by Shiny Entertainment and published by Infogames. Uh, uh, Infogrames? Oh well. Uh, released under the Atari Grimes. brand name, it was the first game based on the Matrix series of films. It is sorry. Its story is concurrent with that of the Matrix Reloaded and features over an hour of original footage directed by the Wachowskis and starring the cast of the film trilogy produced for the game. It sold 1 million copies in its Whoa. first 18 days of release. Yep. Yeah. 2.5 million, 2.5 million copies were sold over the first 6 weeks and ultimately 5 million copies were sold. The success led to the game being re-released for multiple consoles uh, budget brands which uh, with the PC version getting a DVD-ROM version. Like damn Mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's put that in context like freaking 5 million copies were sold of this game but 2.5 of that were over the first 6 weeks so ha- they did half their revenue over the first 6 weeks when this was announced like the, the Matrix was a thing y'all <laughs> like, oh yeah that's also, absolutely thing. that's also given the fact that that was in the early 2000s as well mm-hmm. yeah but like damn have well, you yeah. guys played this game by the way like have you both played this yep um the, I, I, I kind of want to wait to be crucified. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. Not. It's not that yeah. big of a deal if you didn't, I don't think. Yeah. Well, it, it has, it's it's more than that, Dan. Well, I was going to mention what I think why the game sold so well, but I also don't think it's something like, oh, every gamer who thinks they're a gamer should have played Enter the Matrix. Yeah. So I... that's why I wouldn't crucify well, but, you, but... Craig. No, but it has, so it has something to do with the game in general. I can uh, give my opinion, but I'll wait for Greg. Okay, hey, go ahead, Greg. Okay, everybody, get ready to gasp. Put your um, put your Greg hats on. Or do, I have not seen or done anything Matrix related. Um, you have never seen the Matrix. So you're not actually a living person, then. So yeah. Greg, where have you been? Are you under SpongeBob's like fucking pineapple? It, for the I, last I just, however I just many years, the path of the of the of the of the culture stuff. I I just wasn't very like I didn't do a lot of stuff that other people did. And don't, and don't at and me. You didn't go watch the trilogy, knowing that this podcast was on this weekend. You didn't go watch the trilogy. In Immediately go watch the movies. Just yeah. the same as I have not watched or seen anything Lord, or read anything Lord of the Rings related. It's the right, same Greg. thing. All right, Greg. Wait. You you calm yeah, yourself wh- down. So you, you haven't never... seen anything in the world then basically. Pretty like, much. I've I've been What is life much. for you? What is <laughs> What life? even is life? <laughs> An empty shell of nothing. <laughs> You're just that stormtrooper in the first Star Wars movie who's easily mind tricked. 
And now you're going to tell me you haven't seen Star Wars either, and I'm just going to be like, all right, Greg. Oh, no, I've seen all the Star Wars <laughs> except for Solo. Okay. Well, okay. at least you've seen all the Star Wars stuff. Jeepers, yeah. but nothing, no Matrix and no Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen any Star Trek either. But Star That's Wars fine. Not even I'm not Hobbit. worried about Star Trek. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't worry about Star Trek. <laughs> That's a Does, different brand. <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask this question. Does the Lego games count? I mean, you get to experience but, those mean, stories in a sense through Lego. You do. They they are good stories, and they're like they're, they're the same. Although it's just it's not the same, though. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I like, did play the it's, Lego it's a story. Game. It's so, it's the same story, something. but it's yeah, same as watching the film. Okay, well, your homework then is to go watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but not only that, please watch the extended versions as well as all the behind the scene features because that's what's really going to get you into that. I had no idea about the Lord of the Rings. Like I. I saw one film. I saw The Return of the King, and I saw that in the cinema. And I started like braiding my hair and falling asleep. I did not enjoy the film. Wait, so I... who who dragged you to the cinema to watch the third movie of a trilogy without having seen the previous two? <laughs> a friend of mine. A like, what is like, wrong with that person? I've heard I know that. Uh, <laughs> I want to smack that person. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, how could you do that to a person? We went, I think it must have been her birthday or something, and, like, we went as part of, like, we were kids in school, and we went to go see it, and I was, like, not at all interested, hated this kind of film, and she was loving it. Well, yeah, you also had no context. You had no idea who any of the characters were. You're the third movie that are three hours long each. (laughs) How the hell would you know what's going on? Nothing, nothing. And it literally, like, starts, like, just out of a battle or something, isn't it? Like, you're just finished the Battle of Helm's Deep in, in the Two Towers. And you're coming into the the Return of the King, and that's that's what you're you're yeah, and you're you're context. hours deep into multiple plot lines. Yeah, yeah. So I had nothing. I got I got zilch from that. So I was very much a Harry Potter kid. Like I loved Harry Potter. Read all the books. I went to. Um, I actually auditioned twice for two different Harry Potter films. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then I I. I don't know. I was just a Harry Potter kid. I watched all the films. I have been to Harry Potter World in in um, in England, Harry Potter Studios, and like that was just me. And then Adam came along, and he was like, "What the hell is like, like what the hell's your problem? Like you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, I saw one, and it's crap, and I don't like it. And it's not it's not my thing. I'm more of a Harry Potter thing." And he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, J.K. Rowling just ripped a whole bunch of stuff from Tolkien and put it in Harry Potter." Mm controversial opinion but it, that's true she got a lot of inspiration from what she wrote in uh what she what she found in tolkien's work no i don't dig yeah. it I um protective of jk rowling and then he sat me down and we watched all the special features of the lord of the rings without watching the movie we watched all the special features of the lord of the rings and then i was like okay i want to see these films now and ever since then, I've been hooked. Weird. So, Greg, if if anything, if you ever want to get into it, I highly recommend the special features because the amount of time and work and blood, sweat, and tears, quite literally, that went into that those films. Oh yeah, was incredible. Like, have you seen have you seen the special features, Dan? I've have seen them before. I have. I have at least the first movie, like the extended edition with all the bonus features and everything, but it's been a while. Okay. I have seen it all. It's just, I, it's been a long time. You yeah. got, I watched those movies when they came out in theaters. I bought the DVDs when they came out afterwards, and it's it's been a good number of years before I've actually, since yeah. I've actually sat down and watched, especially special features. 
because I got to a point mm-hmm. in my life where I just don't have time for special features. <laughs> I used <laughs> I used to buy every movie that I cared about as soon as it came out, and I'd put on the movie with like the director's commentary. I'd watch all the special features. I'd absorb every ounce of content that was available, and then I hit a point in my life where it's like. I just don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> Who's it's got so time funny. for special features? I I also did that. I also bought every movie that I liked. If, if it had special features on it, I was like, yes, I'm buying that because it's great. And I've always been disappointed in the amount of like special features that come with films now because Peter mm-hmm. Jackson just set a standard. Like Jeepers. Like their I, special yeah. features go across two discs. Oh, yeah. And I get super d- disappointed when I put in a DVD or a blu-ray or something and then there's no special features i'm like this is trash what the hell yeah like i mean to the recent one i did was the recent how dare you charge me 30 dollars for a dvd that doesn't have special features how like literally how dare they (laughs) daylight robbery (laughs) daylight damn robbery but um i i bought the tomb raider uh blu-ray and I was like, oh, my God, they've got special features. This is so exciting. And one of the special features, I think, was about, like, the training of Lara Croft. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to watch. I want to see the artist progress into this character or whatever. It was six minutes long, this feature. This this feature was six minutes long about how to train, like, Lara Croft. And I was like, you're only seeing six minutes. Like, I get that you're giving me the general gist of how things went, but I want more. I want more interviews. I want more interviews with the dietitian. I want more interviews with, with the with uh, Magnus Lidback, I think his name is, who who did the training. Like, I want to know. Like, I want to know everything about this, and I want to absorb all the content, just like I do with Peter Jackson stuff. Well, they can't cater to minutes. only you, Pagan. Although they <laughs> Why should. Not? <laughs> Why not? Damn right they should, Greg. Damn right. Yay. <laughs> Which Terminator um, was it? Was it the newer one or the the um, Angelina Jolie one? No, it was the newest one. Oh, that's why. Yeah, it's, it it's just one. lazy now. You're not gonna if you if you buy it. Unfortunately, a lot of a lot of new stuff, especially with special features, is more like oh, a music video, a couple of behind the scenes, some deleted mm-hmm. scenes, an alternative ending, and then like, like that's basically it, or an interview with some of the cast for like four minutes. It's not. Yeah, I just. I'm disappointed with the amount of content that we get in, in like behind the scenes stuff now. It's it's because they know more people people are going to buy it regardless because it's oh yeah. special edition that means it's a collectible so that's why they get lazy. It's not mm-hmm. like like you said with the Lord of the Rings special features ones. It's not like that anymore. It's more like oh let's put the least amount of content but charge like ten or fifteen dollars more than a regular one because mm-hmm. people are going to buy special editions. You know what, though, like on the subject of special editions, though, the Matrix films do actually have really good special features. They're mm-hmm. not Peter Jackson level special features, but they are really, really good. So, you know, great. even the Animatrix had uh, really good special features, which I have. Oh. I actually mm-hmm. just dug it out the other day now to refresh my memory. Cause it's, it's been a while since I've watched the Matrix. So I dug out my Blu-ray copy. I have a, the box set of the Matrix, which includes mm-hmm. the three films. I, I, I think the Animatrix is in it. If it's not, I have a separate per, uh, DVD of the Animatrix. But I've definitely watched all the special features on all of them. I have. Um, I've definitely seen all of them. I've I've watched all the special features, and it's it's fantastic. But I don't think, I don't think I've seen Animatrix. I know that it's um, it's a collection of stories in different types of animation. Right. But I but I just. I don't. I can't remember if I have or not. Like I've seen bits of mm-hmm. bits of the Animatrix, and I'm like, oh yeah, that looks familiar. But 
I think maybe I need to go back and watch it properly and be like, oh, okay, I definitely did or I definitely didn't. Yeah, it's like possible that you might have seen like certain segments, you know, one of the many animations that are in it because mm -hmm. uh, I forget exactly how many, but yeah, there's, I want to say seven, maybe ten different short animated films and they're all in a different style with a different narrative with a different director yeah. telling different stories. And, it just sounds great. Oh, man, I remember there was one specific segment that was made by an animator that I was a big fan of, so I was really excited to see what he did. Uh, it's mm. been so long. I'd have to. I wish I had had the time to have sat down and watched it before this episode, so I'd have more to say about it. Mm. So I'd have fresh memory. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen it at all. I really should go back. And watch that kind of stuff um in relation to the game though you've played the the matrix enter the matrix have you yeah yeah i've played it it's it's been a long time but i played it it was definitely one of the um because both me and a buddy he he was the one that actually was like dude there's this movie in theaters it looks incredible we have to go check it out so we went and saw the matrix in theaters and then when the game came out when the game came out in 2000 was it two I forgot what the release uh, year was. Like one or two, yeah. It was a few years after the original yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, right yeah. before the second movie. So me and my buddy were like, oh my god, we have to go rent this game immediately and play it, because that's what we did back and then, was rent video games instead of buying them. Mm -hmm. It was so. 2003, sorry. Okay, yep, that sounds about right. 2003, yeah. Um, th I really enjoyed the game, though. Like, I, was, I thought the game was really good. I liked the focus button and stuff. Like, I just thought it was... Mm -hmm. It was really cool. And I liked the fight style in it. Like, it just... It's crazy. Like, the stuff that they were doing, like, was just, like, stuntmen. It was class. I really oh, yeah. enjoyed that. They did, that's definitely one of the things they did right in that game was just made the combat really fun. So you just had a blast beating the hell out of the guards and stuff. Yeah. It was just... it. it that's exactly what they did. They made it fun. They made the combat, combat really, really fun. So it's just... It was a breeze to play it. Like, it wasn't a, a breeze in terms of difficulty, but it was just so great to play a game like that i'm so happy they played it oh my god and you know what i think going back to your earlier point about troy nerding out so hard on the matrix um i think it is really interesting to see people like that i guess people like troy and nolan who are in the public eye who we all like kind of have up on a pedestal somewhere where you just realize they're just large nerds mm -hmm. like they sit on a couch playing retro video games um Troy's obviously the bigger nerd, but uh, he was totally like fangirling out over the Matrix and how he like. That's how passionate. That's how me and my buddy were like. We would just talk about the Matrix for days. Like, we were just obsessed with those movies and the lore. And I, like I said, when I was watching that episode and I was listening to Troy, it's been a long time since I've thought about it. But that's how I used to be. I was just like I was so involved in. It and, taken in by everything that the games and the movies try to tell mm -hmm. and it's been years since i've been able to do that and it's just like oh man i i, I forgot i and i miss having like that passion for something i can't wait to like delve back into all these things that i love well, I and re-experience like, them like yourself and troy then you guys must be like <sighs> your mind must be blown right now the fact that they've announced that they're going to do a fourth one Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, it's almost kind of, like, hard to accept, almost. Like, no. Okay. This, is, this isn't reality. This isn't happening. Someone's going to pull the rug under me at any point. Like, this is not going to... What's going on? Well, especially um, if they're getting it all to come together. Like, they're saying that, you know, the Wachowskis are back on it. The original cast is back for it. Like, if it all comes together, 
like wow this i can't even imagine a matrix movie in 2019 2020 you know however long it's gonna take them to make you know it might be a few years but i'm sure it'll be like the original movie seeing those in theaters was a spectacle it was Hmm. like jaw-dropping visuals so it's gonna be a blast to see a new movie with what we have and what we're capable nowadays and like i mean i can't believe it and like the the same as what you said like keanu reeves carrie Ann moss and um lana wachowski i'm not sure if uh i think lily lily wachowski i don't think she's gonna be on it but um uh, lana wachowski is doing it um she said this about the new announcement. She said many of the ideas Lily and I, his uh, sister, Lily and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant now. I'm very happy to be working with these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my brilliant friends. I feel like when that was announced, like I, I was also the same as you, Dan. I was like, no way. Like this is someone's playing something like there's there's right. no way to make a fourth one. It also but seemed like too good of a time that it could have easily been a joke or, you know, like. A, a, f- a fake tweet or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> Completely. Because he's having, like, one of the best years, I think. Keanu Reeves himself right. must be having, like, the best year of his life. I mean, he's just, he's come off a whole bunch of films. Like, we've we've just seen him come off the, the, the John Wick trilogy so far. Yeah, um, so far. And, <laughs> yeah, so far. And he did the whole thing with Cyberpunk, and everyone blew up about it. And then he was in... Or, and he was also in uh, a Netflix uh, movie that was like really is to all the boys have gone before or something like that is something like that right ringing a bell with anybody? I'm, I'm not aware of that so to all the boys I love before yeah I think it's he's more it's more of like it's not like a cameo like he's like a, you just don't expect him to be there and then he's in there yeah like he like you don't expect it at all and it's i'm not sure if that's even the right movie so maybe we're not even spoiling anything for anybody (laughs) but um (laughs) but it it's a it's a great game and oh actually you know i do remember the title of that film so i won't say it because maybe people will watch it and be like he's in this i didn't know so i i actually won't say the name of it but great film and you don't expect it and i feel like that's that's kind of how his career is going in this year like the same way that he just pops on a film that you that's out of nowhere and and comes out on cyberpunk and stuff like that, like he's really just coming in unexpectedly and people are dying over it. Like that's probably what they're... got them a lot of copies sold now is the fact that Keanu Reeves is in it. Oh my god! I have already I want to buy that game just because Keanu Reeves made that entrance feel... uh, in the game. And, You're talking about and cyberpunk, stage, like I mean, yeah, I was fun. excited for Cyberpunk to begin with, let alone Keanu Reeves' involvement. They? Oh, I yeah. didn't know anything about Cyberpunk. Um, and then while I was watching the the uh, demo trailer, whatever it was, at E3, um, while I was watching that, I was interested in it uh, and interested in the story, but it's first person and I'm not a great first person game player. I don't really enjoy them as much. Yeah, and I was like, I'm as you say, this game. after playing Borderlands and Layers of Fear and a bunch of other first-person games. Yeah, well, I'm not great at them though. Like, I mean, I've played a bunch of other games that are not first-person, and I thoroughly enjoyed them a little bit more than mm. I have with Truth other games. So, uh, but I think it's 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 just because like I think I had a really bad experience once when someone tried to teach me how to play Halo, and I think I just panicked and started shooting the sky, and then I died all the time. So it was no fun for me because I couldn't see what was behind me. You got to learn to look. Angle. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't. Use I was your just... eyes, woman. Yeah, yeah. 
I suck, basically. I suck at first person, which is why I sucked at all the other games. It just so happened that in Layers of Fear, you can't die. I've seen it plenty of times where a lot of people can't uh, comprehend and wrap their head around the dual stick options. Okay. And for, like, you, have you know, one stick yeah. is move, the other stick is look, regardless of camera. You know, if it's first person or third person, some people yeah. just can't put those two motions together at the same time. Sure. And then... They don't do well with games that allow you to control the camera, whether it's behind you or first person. Yeah, I I now have a massive problem going back to play the retro games where you can't move the camera. Mm. Yeah, like it, it it blows my mind that like oh my god I've taken <laughs> camera movement for granted because ah. I don't know what it's like. Like when you go back and play those games, because I think you can't really you can't really move the camera in. Matrix I actually ran Matrix. into an an issue with camera control last week. Because Wait. I was playing Resident Evil for funds, and I was streaming it yeah. just for poops and giggles. I was playing Resident Evil 2, <laughs> the remake. So that game is brand new. It's modern. It's been completely overhauled. It's, you know, modern yeah. third-person action shooter game. You have oh, full control over yeah. everything. So then after I was like, oh, I'm going to go play Resident Evil 4. So I jumped from playing Resident Evil 2, the remake, to Resident Evil 4, which is just the game as it was. And the controls are completely different. You can't pan the camera 360 around your character. It's locked in at like a, say, like a 75 degree angle left or right. And the aiming was all over the place. I couldn't control. I was like, oh, my God, this is rough. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. The games that we play, even when we go back to older games, like, because... Each game has their own different mechanic, but we now at this point, especially a lot of us who've played more modern now than retro games, or at least it's been a while since we played a ton of retro games, since of course we grew up and everything. Uh, like 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 how we take checkpoints and saves for granted, how we take camera angles for granted, and it's so weird because like those games that we grew up with, they didn't have those. Like we didn't have a problem with them; they were just frustrating. And, and now it's like you just instinctively want to move the camera or look for an active checkpoint or whatever, but then you realize it's not in there. It's just crazy mm-hmm. how, how your brain processes, regardless of what you're playing, it just, you, you it, it, it's like it strips you down and makes you, it's like, oh, this is how it was back then. Yeah, it's it, it blows our mind that we played all those games and then we just didn't, because we've grown with games. So when that stuff was first introduced, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. But now playing it, it's just natural. And you're like, okay, well, then I know <laughs> this. Like picking up any PlayStation game now, like for uh, like if it was God of War or Tomb Raider or whatever, like my automatic instincts will show me like what controls camera, what what controls my, um, my, my weapon and what controls fire and how can I get the health. Like it all seems to be fairly similar. I found like probably the only one that really... I had to think about when I had to go back and replay was probably The Last of Us because some of those controls are a bit tricky and I'm like, ah, oh, I <laughs> forgot how to do this and I forgot how to do that and how yeah. do I make a, how do yeah. I make a shiv, yeah. how do I make a nail bomb, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think, like, the camera controls are that, that we just take it for granted. We should be so I grateful, think, y'all. I think one of the, the biggest issues currently, I think there's not really an issue with gaming, but I think one of the crucial parts is, is it's, a, it's a lot has to do with replay value and back then we could just hop on those games for fun and go back and take a nostalgia trip you know but a lot of games i notice now 
aren't worth really, or at least maybe it's just because of my taste. I a lot of games, especially I've noticed, well, at least for me on Sony's exclusives, a mm-hmm. lot of them for me are one and done type of games when they should be more of a replay value. I don't know. I could that could just be me, yeah. but I feel like a lot of games now they put in so much. And then you're like, oh, do I really want to replay this? And you're like, I, I kind of don't because I spent so much time yeah. and effort. They make, they take more time to give you a, a large general experience versus, oh, how many times can you play this game? I mean, some yeah. games, don't get me wrong, still have that. But a lot of them that have that don't feel to me like they're worth doing two or three more playthroughs of. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not a big replayer, as in, like, I mean, I I wouldn't go back and I know, on the <laughs> replayer podcast. Uh, <laughs> my God, I'm going to be fired. Um, no, I'm, I'm not a big replayer. I don't I don't often go back and play games. It's only games that would, like, they're really special moments. Like, The Last of Us gets me so hard every yeah. time. And I'm like, oh, so good. <laughs> so I would play that again. But, I mean, I, like... I haven't completed that six or seven times or anything. Like, I'm not going to play that. And, like, things like Detroit, um, I actually have... I've completed it. I haven't replayed it yet. Um, even though that there's multiple endings and multiple outcomes and stuff like that, I always just feel like, ah, well, I kind of get it now. Like, I know the story. I know what yeah, happened. Those types of games, I feel like, are kind of hard. Like, I was trying to actually Platinum Heavy Rain, and mm-hmm. I have, like, literally two or three trophies left, but I have to play through the game... Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say too much because I don't want people to be spoiled. Okay. But basically, I have sure. to take a certain story path for one specific character huh. and then keep changing it. And you can't just go into a chapter and redo it because it won't save over unless you continue there and save right. and then everything else gets erased. So the, especially those games are a lot slower paced as well. Yeah. But they're very like as Heavy Rain was a great game. Um, yeah. it but was. It, I can see why they want to do it because they want you to experience the different endings. But there's YouTube. You can look at look at it up. Mm. Don't spend out like a lot of games. Yeah. Now, it's hard to do that, especially with how many games are coming out. And if you want to play those, plus like old school retro, there's just no time to play all the games. Yeah, and I was just going to say the fact of replay value because I think jump to the next game. I think that's a bigger problem too that causes you know a lack of replayability in a game because there's between now and say 20 years ago, one there's way way more games available to play so you have a lot more options available to you and two the games are either longer or take more of a commitment so it's harder to just say i'm going to replay this game real quick because for me like as a kid back in the day i only had a handful of games so that's all i played and i was going to say the whole time you were just talking there greg all i could think is one of the games I've probably replayed the most, I you know, off the top of my head, I think of is Donkey Kong Country on the Super oh, Nintendo. Yeah. That game yeah. is brilliant, and I would still gladly pop it in and play through that game. I would too. I've played it multiple times. That's that, and that's like one of the few games where it's just no matter what, you could just start it and just play it. That, I don't, right. It's hard. It's hard to have those types, of, regardless of the of the type of game it is or whatever. It's it's the idea around it and what it was and what it created. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the sequels and now because they're making they're technically making more um, right. Donkey Kong game, Country games um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to match that kind of caliber um, and I think it also may have to do with just I don't know just how, how it was laid out like it's a very simple you go from A to B you know you, you jump on obstacles you collect stuff like it's it's very it's very 
simple compared to a lot of games now, and maybe that might have something to do with it. But yeah, Donkey Kong's just one of those. Definitely a simple game, but it was very advanced for its time too. Like yeah. they they pulled some yeah. trickery off with that game that made it look and feel amazing on a Super Nintendo, which shouldn't have been able to run that game. Yeah. And the music is fantastic. The music it. is top notch. Like I listen to remixes of the soundtrack from Donkey Kong Country all the time. I love the songs. I love all the music from that game. And to give it a a, a little nod, there's a you've heard of Ukulele, mm-hmm. the game that came out a few years ago. It was a Kickstarter. It was like a oh, throwback. Ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a throwback to Banjo Kazooie and mm-hmm. those team up type of games. Now there's a new ukulele game in development that's coming out very soon, actually. That's a throwback to Donkey Kong Country. It's a side-scroller, and it plays and looks just like Donkey Kong Country. So that should be interesting. Yeah, check it out. Oh, yeah. I think it's coming out in a few weeks. It's pretty soon. I was just watching uh, coverage on it for Gamescom. They were talking about it. And it it looks like a Donkey Kong Country game. Yeah. I've not played Donkey Kong Country. So good. So good. Yeah. I would, if you can get it on emulator or if you have a console that plays a Super Nintendo or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely, it's worth, it's worth picking up. Picking up. I, I actually, I, I have a, a ROM for it myself. I just downloaded. Yeah. Sweet. You can easily get a ROM for it. I would definitely say, if anything, play the first two games. You don't have yes. to play the third one. The third one's not um, quite as good. No. It's the first good, two are good. It's, more childish versus the, the i wasn't a fan of the characters game. playing as either trixie or baby kong oh yeah oh okay <laughs> yeah I, I haven't really played the, I, I i played the one that's on the 3ds i it dog Kong country returns. returns yeah that's a good yeah, one that's pretty good it's very challenging it's hard yeah they made them yeah, hard it, it really is and they only give you limited lives versus like the other one it's it's well it's very yeah. retro it throw it's a throwback they did the retro yeah Especially, it's hard to it's hard to do that. It makes it challenging for having like that kind of uh, unforgive forgivingness versus the um, just that the newer type of three D type aspect game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I haven't played Tropical Freeze, but um, I have Tropical Freeze. It's very much the same as Returns, just new and more. I figured, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would Donkey Kong, Donkey King? Donkey Kong. Donkey Country. Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. I can't speak today. Donkey King. Donkey King. Donkey King. Uh, so that game. Uh, <laughs> would you like to see Nolan and Tori play that? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. That, I'm surprised they haven't yet. Why haven't we? I don't think anyone has. I think, I think actually, I think the only person that, and shout out Mr. Mr. Justin, we, we call him Juice. He yeah, may have, Juice. I thought, I, I could be wrong. But I thought he was the one who mentioned Donkey Kong Country. I could be completely huh. wrong, but I think he was the one who said it. Like, somebody needs to get a hold of that game or get a hold of Drew and be like, Drew! Hey, <laughs> this game. People yeah. are demanding it. I mean, it's easily one of the most like... well-known and highest-rated Super Nintendo games right next to Link's oh, yeah. Awakening, Super Mario World, mm-hmm. F-Zero, F- uh, Star Fox. Ah. Yeah, it, it, but I mean, Donkey Kong to me was one of my most beloved Super Nintendo games. It was probably the game I played the most on my Super Nintendo. It's the first game I ever played. Ever? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. I started off. Well, 
That could actually be false. It's between that and Super Mario World. It's one of the two, but that gotcha. was my first ever video game because my mom got me a SNES when I was like three. Ugh. <gasps> An SNES? A SNES. A SNES. <laughs> um, Nintendo. Nintendo. Uh-huh. My first console was PlayStation 1, so I have no idea about People a lot of games. Anymore. Yeah. A lot of games on um, on Nintendo. I actually they just go straight over my head. Hmm. I know about Mario, obviously, and uh, Super Mario World and all that kind of stuff, but I actually, there's quite a lot of games that I'm just like, over my head. I I had the original Nintendo, and I played a lot of games for it as a kid, but after that, like, it's really hard for me to go all the way back to regular Nintendo because I love so many Super Nintendo games, and they're just better versions of Nintendo games. So I would opt for a Super Nintendo game over a regular Nintendo game pretty much any day. Okay. Yeah. Um, to what Greg said about it being co-op so that it would be really good on the episode like I do think that that would probably be necessary in the next couple of episodes to go back to a co-op because it just seems like it's just Troy watching Nolan and play stuff like it definitely has become that now it has definitely Mm -hmm. become that now I mean they did play the fishing game together to be fair that's true the really boring fishing game. The wonderful <laughs> three-minute episode. Which, to it be fair, actually, minutes, but... that episode, Tori just like abandoned ship, and uh, Nolan was fly fishing, Pretty uh, much. and trying to get trying to get the the line in the target. So, <laughs> it, like, I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're exposing a gap where like. Nolan just hasn't played pretty much any game. Like he's just not a gamer, and he doesn't play games, which is why they're they're making the show, and it's. It's so interesting to go back and play them all now. But mm. I would like to like I would like to see Troy experience something for the first time. Like maybe we can get him a new game or something that he's just never played before. We're like, yes, let's play this. Like because he's probably played every game he's ever been in. So there's those are all out, which is pretty much half the industry's worth of games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like ever. Uh but we can find something. We'll find something really niche that he's never played before and be like, Yes, now you can play this because you have not played this before. Um, called the Nolan Show, and Nolan's playing playing on his own. Which we don't. The I don't mind. Nolan Show. <laughs> they did the seem Nolan to show. adapt almost like a um, more of the Uncharted setup, where it's more we watch Nolan play, and Troy just kind of comments, yeah. commentates on what's happening, and gives him instructions and guides him. That was very much what that Matrix episode felt like. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I mean, to be fair, I think some of his instructions were. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as brushed up on my Enter the Matrix playthrough as I should be. <laughs> but like when he, when he was saying stuff like, "Oh, such and such is is to is to focus or whatever," I'm like, "Boy, you've got the manual in your hands. You better check that <laughs> because somebody's going to be in these comments being like, no, it's not." It's so it's so funny until you like go, go full circle on that. I was literally at the um, my local retro game store the other day, and I actually saw a copy of Enter the Matrix on the shelf, and it was like six bucks and for a split second i thought about snagging it because we were talking about enter the matrix because you were talking about a pagan and i thought man i haven't seen this game or played it in a long time maybe i'll pick it up and fart around with it a little bit and i I was like eh, maybe another time lo and behold here we are they played enter the matrix and it's like ah missed opportunity (laughs) i mean i'll probably still go pick it up now but i could have had had it fresh in my memory playing it yeah. oh it's just so good it is so good i really enjoy playing that game because i think you like 
you will really enjoy playing that game if you're a fan of the films. Like that's oh, yeah. what it boils down to. If you like the films, you're gonna love the game because it's just it's. I think they had Path of Neo too. I could have picked up both of them. They, oh yeah. really? Yeah, there's I the other Matrix. I, scene. I don't know if I played that one. No, I don't know if I played that one. I've definitely played Enter the Matrix, but I'm not sure if I played Path of Neo. You know what? Um, <clears throat> the Matrix games kind of remind me of the the kind of fight style. Um, mm-hmm. They're different mechanics, but it kind of. I don't know if any of you have heard. Dan might have played this. I could. I don't know. Um, Jet Li Rise to Honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's it, it kind of feels I like didn't... that. Well, that makes sense since all the combat in the Matrix films and games were all based on like John Woo style like kung fu movies. Yeah, and yeah. Jet Li and John Woo are pretty well connected together. Like they have a lot of similar stylings, and yeah. I believe they've made several dozen movies together. I could be wrong on that. I think. Oh, Anyways, it's that over the top, uh, very stylistic uh, martial arts action. Yeah. I actually, I loved all the stylized uh, martial arts in coming into, like, John Wick and stuff like that. I just, I I loved it. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) More of it, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, moving on from this, do you guys have any highlights for the... Yeah. Oh my god, the Keanu episode. If we can have Keanu Reeves, if he just randomly pops up on our podcast, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do, Do we have any highlights from... This week's episodes of Retro Replay. Um, if you if you have one, I mean we've pretty much touched base on everything, and okay. the stuff that we touched base was pretty much the highlight. Um, it's just it's just fascinating to watch Nolan. I don't know why, but like there's such like a a bar for Nolan just the fact that he's playing games and like his own games and games in general because it's like, wow, Nolan's playing a game. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows Troy's a big gamer versus nolan so like it's it's like we have like this kind of like not a stereotype but we're just like whoa he's doing stuff um it's like here give him a cookie he's doing really good (laughs) but uh i just it was just nice that he's you know trying everything giving everything a chance because that's what gaming is all about is just like finding your niche and like figuring out like what's out there that you might have an interest in or enjoy playing if you're going to play games so it's nice Mm -hmm. that he's trying especially dipping his toes into the vr world yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I'm, I think we are all like that. We're all behind Nolan because he's like a, a new gamer and we're like, oh my God, please get this or pass this level or whatever. Like and our like, little baby. We all want him to passed. succeed. <laughs> yeah. We do. And you, you're starting to see him like rage quit stuff and like get so obsessed and so like, like incessantly absorbed in these games. And it's like, yes, Nolan, this is what we do. Like, this Being is passionate. what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he and he recently just uh, just completed the rug level, the rug ride level, in Aladdin. Yeah, at a retro replay live in Burbank. Yeah, yeah in, in the live film Burbank, he he recently completed that level. Like the the satisfaction that man must have felt. And then Troy is in the video saying like, "This is why we play. Like this is the moment that you've accomplished something and you feel so good." He's like, "This is what we all feel. Like welcome to the party, pal. Like this is it." Oh yeah. Um, you know, and shout out to Yoshi for for giving us that that clip herself and Amberger were in um, Amberger uh, <laughs> Amber in uh, they were both in Burbank uh, and they saw him live. Um, 
Which is so freaking cool, but that's how we are behind him as a new gamer. So I totally understand what you're saying, Greg. Like, it's just nice to see him play stuff, and you're like, yay, Nolan, you passed this level. You're so good. Good job. There's a cookie. He's a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, any highlights for you? Uh, I would say that this whole week was a very awesome and great week mm -hmm. for replayer yeah. fans. And uh, I I'd have to say it boils down to... Nolan smelling smoke and Troy not believing him and telling him he's having a stroke and then they Stop realize me. that they almost all burned to death. <laughs> yep. Like oh Nolan God. was on point and he had that mask on his head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nobody like, else could smell. Have believed him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Uncle Nolan knows. Yeah, mm -hmm. Uncle Nolan knows. Yeah, don't fucking trust him, man. He's on t-shirts. Um, <laughs> uh i would actually agree with you dan like the the fact that he was smelling smoke because we knew all what was coming because of the, the 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 twitter um twitter videos and stuff like that, that that came out but the the fact like when he first smelled smoke i swear i laughed so hard myself and adam were like crouched over in pain because it was one of the funniest episodes i've ever seen and when <laughs> the when the shark comes up the first time and grabs the tank uh, grabs the oxygen tank and stuff like, that. like it's Nolan's face and it's Nolan's like reaction and his body language. It's just so funny. And watching that whole like the I think I think um the the ocean descent vert like f the first bit of, of that, even though they played Enter the Matrix, which blows my mind. But if I had to pick one highlight, it was probably all of the descent, uh the ocean descent in VR because that was my first experience in VR as well. So I related very well to that. But also it's just so funny to see him react and to watch Troy's face while mm. Nolan is reacting and why everyone went so quiet. And he's like, has anybody left? <laughs> uh, like, where did you all go? You're all being quiet for a reason. And I just thought it was so funny. Like, if I was on that set, I would not keep it together. Like, it's just the funniest thing. Replayers, if you've not seen that episode, go and watch it. For God's sake, do yourself a favor. Yes. You need 30, 35, 40 minutes or whatever to cheer yourself up today. Go and watch Retro Replay. It definitely. Virtual, virtual Replay. It seems like it's very uh, popular among all the replayers. That everybody really enjoyed that episode. And it was just so much fun to watch Nolan and his <laughs> first delve into the VR. And, yeah. and just mm -hmm. him kind of like flailing at the shark and then the 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 spy game. And he's just mm -hmm. digging up all the money. And Troy's like, why are you obsessing? over the it's money so he's just like i gotta get the money get the cash get the cash <laughs> and all of his impressions and stuff of like that on and all the voices oh like, so many walk-ins just endless walk -ins. such a fun episode yeah it's but that's what it's about though like it, it is about the hang and it is about like watching them it's not really about the games it's about what they're what they're doing and how they're experiencing it and it was just one of the funniest episodes i've ever seen by them it's so good um, for them to come back so strong after we didn't have monday episodes and everybody yeah. was all like oh what are they gonna do now that uncharted's over Wah. and then yeah. they that vr episode crushed it so it's, it's just weird point. it's just weird because like level one there was no monday episodes whatsoever nope and because the whole uncharted thing of course became a success success and everything Everyone yeah. felt empty on Mondays. I was like, "Did you? Were you guys not here for the first year?" And then, like, <laughs> and then it was two weeks, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, they're like, I'm not complaining. It's great. It's just, it's funny because like now it shows the importance of adding that Monday episode and how much yeah. it means to everybody. Because, like I said before, it was all darkness every Monday, episode, but now there's yeah. now there's videos." 
But it's because they gave us that taste. They started with the Uncharted, and we were like, oh, this is amazing. It's going to be on every Monday. And then they had a two-week hiatus, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, yeah. Mondays suck. Because, like, I mean, we were we were all here for the year, and it was fine because it was like, okay, I guess it's every Thursday, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, like I didn't come into the live chats until recently and the premieres until recently. So I didn't actually have a community to talk to. Uh, while watching these these episodes, so it's actually own yeah. It was only recently where I discovered that YouTube actually did premieres. YouTube does live chat. Like I didn't know that um, yeah. until June this year. So now th- those episodes, those premieres, are not even just about the hang with Troy and Nolan watching them play because obviously they're playing and it's not live. But what it is becoming about now is the hang with everybody else. And it's, it's everybody coming together to watch these games. doesn't matter if you're time zone. Like, doesn't matter what, what's going on. Everyone's there and everyone's like, hey, hey, hey. And it's like coming into, like, the bar and cheers. Everyone's like, Norm! Like, as soon as you come into the live chat, every like, the live chat starts flooding with your name. And it's just so sweet. And it's, like, such a great community to be a part of. And then we're all just having chats with each other. And... Troy, Nolan, PJ, Drew, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, sometimes more of them are than one is, and, like, it's great to have them there as well, but it's more about the hang with everybody, and you can see everybody's, like, it's like a party. talking to each other. So, yeah, it's, it is, though. It's, it's, a, so, it's literal viewing party. It's it's all the party. It's a viewing party, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, I think, like, having them, parties. having, yeah, having them bring in Monday's episodes, was much better for me because before they did that, whatever, 16 odd weeks ago, um, they it was just the, the Thursday night episode, so I had to stay up until 12 o'clock in the morning uh, to watch these episodes. And then they started releasing the Monday ones at noon, and I was like, oh, thank God they've done a different time zone. Like, they've done a different time so that we and the other time zone can actually enjoy these ones. So it's just, uh, it was crappy not having the Mondays, but, like, if this was a year ago, we would know any different. But now that they've given us a taste, we're like, please, just give us a fix, man. I need it, please. Just yeah. one hit. I can quit any time. And who doesn't want more of what you love in a week? Like having two episodes a week rather than just one, like, psh, Well, on, on that note, we now have the podcast version of the show. So we get to re-listen True. to the episode after we just watched it. With some new commentary. True. Heck it's, yeah. Yes, yes, queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Heck- Heck yeah, 100%. I haven't said that once in this episode. You didn't. You pulled it off. I'm going to keep with that theme. You have said, to be fair, multiple times, though. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So you got a new catchphrase. We like things fair. Fair and uh, and just just. To be fair. To be fair is a very Irish thing to say, to be fair. (laughs) Um, But, well, I didn't say 100% once in this episode, their second episode on Thursday, not once did they say what is going to happen. Uh, what do we play next? Oh yeah, because they were so caught up with the whole yeah. Matrix thing, and it's, I mean, they it is episode part. It's part one. It's part one. There's gonna be a part yeah. two. Maybe that's why, because they're still gonna be playing Under the Matrix next time. Then that was the longest cold open we've ever had because they they, they literally were at like 40 minutes or whatever playing into the Matrix and not once did they say what is going to happen. I was like, oh my God, they've totally forgotten. I remember somebody in the live chat actually posted a question saying, where's plot? And I'm like, are you kidding me? This entire episode has been nothing but plot so far yeah but then then it didn't say plot so it's it's when he doesn't say stuff you're like "Ah, we expect it now like it must have been (laughs) and it must have been because troy 
is such a big fan of the series, so he knows like the ins and outs of everything. Well, well, to be fair, they did start fair. the episode with Troy doing the, <gasps> and then like Nolan closing his jaw, like there was that, like that was just Troy's excitement, like he was too excited to do the plot. He's like, ah. I think that they just forgot, like they just damn well forgotten i thought that was so good because they have fun because they were talking about this once before when they did like a 14 minute open and they're like what's going to happen when they were like one day we're just going to end up playing through the whole game and then at the very end realize we've not said it and that was that was the episode this was it like enter the matrix out of all the episodes they've ever played enter the matrix was the one where they played through the whole thing and totally forgot mm. um just class. I really like that. Although my my hundred percent thing was not intentional. I didn't actually intentionally not say that. I just today <laughs> it was, but we'll pretend that it wasn't. Today I was just saying to be fair a lot apparently. So sorry, Thanks, listeners. <laughs> like sorry. Um, yeah. And on that note, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for listening in. Please feel free to tune in weekly to catch up with our thoughts on the latest re- re- retro replay episodes. Um, thank you so much to Dan and Greg for being on the show today. Thanks, guys. Oh no, thank you. You're welcome. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, it was so great to have you guys on. And if you if anybody wants to follow you on social media or anything, where can they find you? Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, same place as before. I may have been sick, but I'm still there. At the Greg007, the TNG are capitalized. Everything put together. It's on, I'm on Twitter. That's basically where I am now. Okay. Um, I haven't posted there frequently, but if you really want to find me, that's probably the best place to do it. Means Dan? As usual, I am Starky Vash on just about every platform that you can find me on as far as streaming games or social medias. The only one-off is Twitter, where I'm Starky Vash instead of Starky Vash. Okay. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Why were you Starkey Vash in in Twitter? I don't know. It's it's also my uh, Nintendo handle is Starkey Vash because that Nintendo doesn't allow you to have that many characters, so I had oh, to shorten okay. it. So my shortened version of Starkey Evil Vash was Starkey, like Starkey Vash. Ah, like okay. it's the like my Chibi name. It's the cute version. Yeah. It's, it's Chibi. It's shorter and it's cuter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really cute, but I never asked you that before, and you're the same on True. every platform. I feel like you asked um, me why, and I just said, I don't know, because, but that was, this is the first time I'm actually explaining cause. it. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I am uh, at pagan underscore plays on Instagram and on um, Twitter. Don't really post. I mean, I post a little bit, but I mean, you're more than welcome to help follow me and. Uh, any retro replay news that we have or replayer podcast news that we have it'll be going on all those socials as well so thank you so much for listening to everyone and a huge thank you to troy and nolan and crew for all that you do because without you this podcast would not be possible might be possible in a different sort of category or frame but we wouldn't have met anybody and we wouldn't have been doing this so thank you so much um thank you some <laughs> replayer podcast news is we are now broadcasting um, using anchor.fm. So you can also leave us a... I know, gasp, shot <laughs> You can also leave us a voice message on the replayer podcast anchor page and we might play it on the show. Who knows? If you leave us a good one. Mm-hmm. Leave us a good... Not just a fart noise or anything. Just, like, leave us an <laughs> Greg, don't leave us an ASMR message. Yeah, yeah Greg. <laughs> we got I you. I can't do my heavy metal ASMR. Darn it. 
No, I mean, no. no SMR, ASMR, <laughs> like no, no fart noises. Just leave oh, us a damn voice fine. message and we'll it on the show. Um, yeah, well, so we hope you enjoyed our podcast. And if you'd like to hear more from us, please go ahead and like, subscribe, rate, review, and provide some comments. If you have any suggestions at all, please feel free to pop those questions into an email at thereplayerpodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Until next time, folks. Bye. So okay, long. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.